0: Scary Mysteries, Twisted 2s Tsutomu Miyazaki and Ted Bundy's First Victim Tales of hauntings, murder, and scary mysteries Every week, Twisted 2s dives into a pair of uniquely terrifying true stories that are worthy of a more in-depth look For this week, we focus on a brutal and deranged Japanese killer in the case of missing Anne Marie Burr and her possible ties with one of America's most notorious killers. Get ready for Scary Mysteries, Twisted Twos. Number one, Sutomu Miyazaki. People know him now as Otaku Killer because of his love for manga and video games. Sutomu Miyazaki once lived in Isukachi, Tokyo, where his father ran a successful local newspaper. Growing up, he was bullied because he suffered a deformity in his hand. His wrist joint was missing, so his hand was directly attached to the wrist. The incessant bullying caused him to be a loner. From a young age, his family said he always exhibited odd behavior. It didn't help his parents never listened to his problems and his younger sisters rejected him as a brother. The only person he felt close to was his grandfather, and when his grandfather died in May of 1988, it plunged him further into a depression. According to him, after his grandfather died, he partially ate his ashes in an effort to retain something from him. His odd behavior soon escalated. After his grandfather's death, one of his sisters caught him watching her while she was taking a shower. When she told him to leave, he then attacked her. His mother found out about what happened and told him to work more and spend less time with his video games. This just upset him and he attacked her as well. Then things escalated from there. On August 26, 1988, 4-year-old Mari Kono went missing. Sutomu said he approached the little girl, led her back to his car and then drove off. He took her to a wooded area just west of Tokyo and parked underneath a bridge. He murdered the young girl, took off her clothes, raped her, then dumped the body into the woods. He then kept her clothes as a souvenir. Every few weeks he would go back to the woods to check on the body. When it was decomposed enough, he took the girl's hands and feet and kept those inside his closet. But Satomu didn't stop there. He called the little girl's family, sometimes breathing heavily, or staying silent on the other end of the line when someone picked up. He also sent Marie's parents a box containing her clothes, portions of her teeth, ashes, and a postcard. Months after, in October of 88, he abducted a second victim. Masami Yoshizawa was walking home alone when he offered her a ride. Like Mari Kono, he took her to a secluded wooded area, killed her, then assaulted her corpse, leaving it naked in the woods and taking the clothes with him. The third victim was four-year-old Erika Namba. Unlike the previous victims, Sutomu forcefully took the girl from the road. Once in his backseat, he took off her clothes, took photos of her, and then killed her. He then tied her hands and feet and placed her body in the trunk of his car. He dumped her body in a parking lot with her clothes just near the woods. He also sent her family a note. The fourth victim was five-year-old Ayako Namoto. He lured her by asking the girl to take photos of him. He murdered her like the others before, then took her body home with him. He spent two days abusing the corpse, even documenting the entire process. When it started to decompose, he dismembered the body, but took the hands, sucked all its blood out, and even ate the flesh. Tsutomu deposited parts of her body into different areas in Tokyo, leaving them in a public toilet, a cemetery, and the woods. He returned weeks later to the cemetery because he was afraid police might find it and took the remains back home and kept those in his closet as well. In July of 89, Miyazaki spotted two sisters playing and managed to separate the two. He took the younger child to his car, forcing her inside. The older sister managed to get away and tell her father what had happened. The dad ran and looked for his daughter and found Miyazaki naked inside his car taking photos of his daughter's genitalia. The father attacked Miyazaki, getting his daughter out of the car as well, but Miyazaki managed to get away naked on foot. Desperate to get back to his car, he circled around and attempted to get his vehicle, but by this time, the police were waiting for him. After his arrest, he easily confessed to kidnapping and killing all of the previous victims. The search in his apartment revealed more than 5,000 videotapes of pornography, anime, and slasher films. There were also homemade videos of himself abusing the corpses of his victims, photos of the victims, their clothing, and the dismembered parts he kept in his home were also found. Tsutomu Miyazaki didn't seem like he cared about his arrest. In fact, reporters noticed he was calm about it. He didn't show any remorse for his crimes either, casually telling people what he had done. He did blame the crimes on Ratman. He said it was someone who lived inside of him and forced him to do all the terrible things he did. As his trial became public, his father disowned him and refused to pay for his legal fees. Out of shame, his dad later committed suicide by jumping off a building in 1994. His mother visited him during his incarceration every few days bringing him comic books. His trial went on for seven years where he was found of sound mind and was eligible for the death penalty. He was sentenced to death on April 14, 1997. Both his appeals were denied and he was hanged on June 17, 2008. Number 2. Anne Marie Burr, Ted Bundy's first victim. The name Ted Bundy is a familiar one. Many know of his exploits, his crimes, and his charming personality. Bundy has been depicted on television shows, talked about in countless articles and documentaries, and his life has been subjected to the film treatment. But do we really know Ted Bundy and his crimes completely? It's widely accepted among law enforcement officials and crime geeks that Bundy killed his first victim in January of 1974 at 27 years old. The first known victim tied to Bundy was 21-year-old Linda Ann Healy. Healy disappeared in the middle of the night inside her dorm room apartment, a space she shared with three other women. For police, the disappearance of the 21-year-old college student inside her bedroom was perplexing There were clues foul play was involved but very little evidence pointing to any suspect. It would be years later in 1989 when Bundy would confess to abducting and then killing her. But many aren't convinced Healy was the first of Ted Bundy's victims. Some investigators think Bundy had already started his killing spree when he was as young as 14 or 15 years old. They say it's possible his first victim was an eight-year-old girl named Anne Marie Burr. Curiously, like Linda Healy, Anne-Marie Burr disappeared from her bedroom home in Tacoma, Washington, on August 31, 1961. Anne-Marie shared a bedroom with her three-year-old sister at the time. Her sister had a broken arm and was in a cast. During the night, Anne-Marie took her sister to her parents' room and told them her cast was bothering her, so she was crying. Their parents told them to head back to bed. The next day, Anne-Marie's mother woke up at 5.30 a.m., she looked into the girl's bedroom and, to her shock, could not find anne She noticed their front door had been unlocked from the inside and was left open. Close to the living room, a small window which was kept a couple of inches open to make way for the television cable was now open wider. There was a piece of red thread stuck in between the jams of the window. Right outside was the garden bench which was supposed to be at the back of the house anne family looked frantically for the little girl, but she was nowhere in the home. A huge search was then done in the area, but to no avail. Police from the onset treated her disappearance as an abduction case. Authorities discovered a faint footprint from a size 6 to 7 Keds shoe. Hence, they believed the criminal might have been a teenager. No one in the family really heard anything the night before. Her parents did say the dog was barking, but they ignored it, thinking the animal was just afraid of the storm that evening. Neighbors, however, told police they spotted someone peeping into the windows, but they couldn't describe him. Ted Bundy's name became involved with the case because, according to some reports, he lived just blocks away from the Burr home. He was also said to be the paperboy in the area. Bundy also had a great uncle who was a music teacher at the University of Puget Sound just several blocks away from the Burr home. However, Bundy denied the allegation, saying he did not have anything to do with Anne Marie's disappearance. He said he was just a normal 14-year-old boy at the time. So what's the truth? In 1961, Ted Bundy was a paper boy, but he actually lived three miles away from the Burrs. Now, it doesn't mean he couldn't have gone out of his way to be in the area, but police always suspected it was a neighborhood kid that took Anne Marie. In fact, at the time, they had another teenage suspect, a 17-year-old boy that lived a couple of doors down. According to the investigating officer at the time, the family this boy belonged to was highly religious and described the young man as strange with an unusual interest in anne Although the teen was questioned, he was never charged since there was nothing linking him to the crime. The man is still alive, according to anne mother Beverly. She also suspected this man as the one who took her daughter and has kept tabs on him over the years. In an attempt to help solve the case, once and for all, authorities submitted a preserved vial of Bundy's blood to see if it could be matched to any forensic evidence taken from the Anne-Marie abduction. When the results came back, forensic experts announced they could not gather enough measurable DNA from Anne-Marie's crime scene to complete the DNA profile and compare it to Bundy's. Although Bundy denied the killing, he also never admitted to so many other killings he is suspected to have done. In fact, it's estimated there are over 70 cases where he is considered as the likely culprit. Amory's mother doesn't believe it was Bundy who likely took and killed her daughter. She thinks it was just a strange coincidence that one of the most brutal serial killers to have ever lived was just miles away from them at the time. So there were two of the most frightening and disturbing stories around. The world can be a crazy place and Twisted Twos is sure to show you why. We have new videos every Wednesday and Saturday. So if you enjoyed this one, then please subscribe and hit the notification bell. Thanks for tuning in as always, and we'll see you soon.